I need to be emptied today to be filled with what God has in store for me. Am I the only one feeling that way? I guess I am. I'm the only one feeling that way. Because I'm expecting something from God. Amen. And, And I know that he's able because it's not too big for him. It's just that I can't do it. So I need to and let it out. And for different people, it sounds and look different in order to make room for God in our lives. Amen. So I just need to breathe today. Just breathe. Don't, don't hold it. Just breathe. And as we go into the message, let's just breathe. Let's just put everything that is calling us to be anxious, to be weary in our well-doing. Let's put it aside and just breathe today. Amen. Amen. I, I, I don't know where to start. You ever got to a place you get so excited with what God's giving you, you just want to jump to the end of it? But you know you got to start at the beginning to get yourself to the end. That's the way I feel today. I am so excited about the message. I'm so excited about the revelation. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, in the beginning, I had to sit with my husband. I, I thank God for him. I thank God for his his gifting. He's a teacher. And I thank God for that. Um, I thank God for you, you, and you, because y'all don't know how you expire. We expire each other. Amen. Sometimes just your presence. So I thank God for the gifting of the people today. Today I want to talk about forgiveness. (laughs) Do we really know what forgiveness is? Some of us may say forgiveness is, if I forgive you, I'm sorry. And that's it. Or it may be, um, I apologize. And in today's times, we hear words like, my bad. (laughs) We good. (laughs) You know? And it's supposed to be over. But how many of us say those things, walk away, but it ain't over? It ain't over. I'm still reflecting on this thing. I'm still carrying this thing because I don't understand what just happened. How does forgiveness make you feel when someone has not forgiven you or when you have not forgiven someone? It's an awkward moment. To me, I guess it would feel like that big elephant in the room. (laughs) You want to act as if it's okay. But you have not released this thing. Why is it so hard for us as believers to forgive? Forgiveness calls us to avoid one another. It causes us to go the long way around sometimes. It causes us to smile when really we don't feel like it. Because there's something on the inside it doesn't feel right. Do we really know what forgiveness is? My text today will be coming from Matthew 1, 18 through 23. And my question that I want to leave with you is, how does the gift of Jesus help to make us forgiving people and forgive people?
How does the gift of Jesus help us forgive people and make us forgiving people? Matthew 1, I'll just read it from here. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quickly, but before he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now we could just break down this text and I, I won't be before you long because see I'm excited to get to the end right? So I gotta get, do this to get to that. We see here we, when, when, the, when this passage is usually read these verses mostly they talk about Mary. They want to talk about Mary being a virgin and Joseph taking her in and what God was calling Mary to do. But as I read this text and as I look down through there, what really caught my eye was that when all of this was taking place and when Joseph had in his mind to, to set uh, Mary aside, it says, then in a dream. <laughs> How many dreamers do we have in the house today? <laughs> In a dream, the angels came and they broke down everything that was getting ready to happen in their lives. In a dream. In a dream, he tells, he tells Joseph, he said, Joseph, he said, first of all, don't be afraid. See, some of us are afraid of something that looks and feels different than what we used to. And back in this time, for Mary to be, to be uh, pregnant and not yet married to Joseph... That was not a good thing. She, she was a setting herself up to be stoned. And I feel that that's why Joseph kind of wrestled with this thing. He says and in one text, one translation, he says he wanted to put her away. Just hide her for what was going on. But sometimes in our lives, there's some things that we won't understand why this is happening. Until we go through it. But an angel came to Joseph, and he says, Joseph, don't be afraid. She has been conceived by the Holy Spirit. See, there's some things in us that God want to birth. He's wanting to bring forth. But sometimes that fear and that not letting go, it causes us to stagnate, sometimes causing stillborn births in the spirit, causing delay cause premature births in the spirit because we jump the gun or we hold it too long. 
But I thank God for timing. Because he knew right when to get Joseph. Amen. He knew right when to get Joseph. It says that the angel appeared to him in a dream and the angel addressed him. First of all, he wanted to let him know, yes, son of David, he said. Yes, you're in the royal family. You are a man of faith, it says. So it's, I want us to get that straight. It's not something that you have done. Sometimes we feel when obstacles come our way, it's something that we've done. And we beat ourselves up over the head. But he wanted to let Joseph know you're a good and just man. And we know who you are. He acknowledged him for being the seed of David. He said, Joseph, don't be afraid, for this is the work of the Holy Spirit. One of the things is that when he came to him and he says that, um, take Mary, because she is conceived by the host, she will give birth to a son. Now, one thing about that day and age is that the firstborn carries the, the family. Now it's just not, I'm the first, you the second, you the third. Back then, that firstborn carried the name of the family. And to me, I figure Joseph said, wait a minute. Now, this could be the firstborn conceived by the Holy Spirit. That means what to him? He got to carry on the lineage of the family. So he said, okay. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save the people from their sins. The angels even told him what to name him. He told him what his purpose was going to be. Wouldn't that be something if we all was pregnant? <laughs> That's one of the hardest parts besides labor. Well, and when you get too big and your feet swell up and you can't get a shoe on. Yes. Maybe it's about the third or the fourth hardest thing uh, in pregnancy is finding that name. Amen. You go back and forth, back and forth on what the name that child, because you want this child to be somebody. Yes. I remember when I lost my first son and then I got pregnant. He, he, was, he was stillborn. And I got pregnant with Joshua. I was like, wait a minute, I just can't name him anything. So I was torn between Philip and Joshua. Nobody liked Philip but me. <laughs> so his name is Joshua. And to this day, seeing all the challenges in his life, I'm still reminded that every time I say his name, that is what I'm calling him to become. He said, you name him Jesus because he's coming to save his people from their sins. So he told him what to name him. He told him, don't put Mary away. He told him, he said, Joseph, you're a faithful man. He says, the Holy Spirit is doing this, Joseph. And then he goes on down to 23, uh, 22, and he says, and, 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 and this is just to fulfill a prophecy from Isaiah 7 and 14. That a virgin is going to come and, and he will be, have a son and he will be the king. He says, and with that being said, because of the prophecy, he says, and they, the people, will call him Emmanuel. He says, Joseph, you call him jo uh, jo uh, Jesus 
But they are going to call him Emmanuel. Why are they going to call him Emmanuel? Because when he come and he do the works that the Lord has called him to do, then they will know that God is with us. But you call him Jesus. But they will call him Emmanuel. What are they calling you today? What works of God is being poured out of you today? What are they calling us today as an individual? Now, mind you, we're still talking about forgiveness. He says that the people will be respons- will respond to the gift of his birth. So when they respond, they will know he was sent by God because of the works and the things that he do. What does this have to do with forgiveness? Glad you asked. He represents Jesus. What forgiveness really looks like in the body of Christ. And he represents how we are to forgive. When we come into the lineage of Christ, our actions should be of that of Jesus. It says that he comes to save the people from their sins. He comes to free them. Forgiveness is a pardon of sins, the letting go of what just happened. Does that sound like Jesus? The letting go of what just happened. It is to rescue. Forgiveness is to deliver out of danger. Forgiveness is to make safe, to heal, and to preserve. Forgiveness should be a healing process. Forgiveness should be a place of rescuing and keeping one safe. Forgiveness is a party, and the hard part is letting go. Can we just really walk up to someone and say, I forgive you, I really do. And let it go. And breathe again. Breathe again. My sister and I was talking the other day. It was yesterday, I think, Terry. And we was talking about how my mom never let us, and I think I shared this before, never let us just, just fight it out as sisters and brothers. And it took my mother to rest for me and my sister to have a three-hour, she's back there, a three-hour powwow <laughs> in uh, the City Park parking lot. Because we had so much stuff trapped on the inside of us about how we felt about something that was not right. And we went all the way back years. I'm not talking about just yesterday, last month, month before last. I'm not talking about one year. I'm talking about at least four or more years of not rescuing ourselves, not letting it go, not keeping each other safe. We would be in each other's presence. We would smile. But it was always something keeping us bound from being freed. How many of us are bound today from not being free? Because we have not let it go. 
when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, there are some things we just got to let go. And not only for us, it says, but Jesus came to free his people. We need to let some people free today. We need to forgive them and let them free. Because not letting them free keep us in bondage. It keeps us from being and doing what God has called us to be and do. And I always feel like sometimes when you feel like people got an upper hand on you or got something on you or won't let go, when we enter into their presence, it alters who we are. I am not giving nobody that much hold of me because now they're moving me instead of me allowing God to be God in my life and let it go. We become something else. If they come this way, we go that way. If they come in the room, we kind of look down. And everybody know me. I like to talk. I love to cut up. I love to have fun. Can you imagine me not letting it go when somebody walk in? I'm hiding. Y'all gonna be like, "Where Tony? She the loudest. Where'd she go?" Because it alters our behavior. It make us feel trapped. Forgiveness does not trap us. True forgiveness, forgiveness frees us. It releases it. He said, you call him Jesus. That's the name we use, Jesus, a lot of times. And he come so that people might be freed. The ultimate forgiver. The ultimate forgiver. So that's why when I came today, I just want to breathe. I want to be what... God has designed and created me to be, and I want to give them my best. So if that means I have to go back and say, forgive me, and not just say it, but walk it out in my everyday living, in your presence, then you would never know him to be Emmanuel, the God for us. We say these words but we're not demonstrating them. I want to be free today. And I got to let it go. And sometimes that's easier said than done. But we serve the ultimate forgiver. And if we trust him and we make room for him, he will come, some in a dream, some as they riding in their car. Some as they at home doing whatever they doing. And he will pour into you. The Holy Spirit will pour into you. What he would have for you to do and say to be free today. Amen. Amen. I, I, to me, forgiveness is something that we have to work on individually. But Jesus is just setting the way. And in this story, it says that in a dream he came and he called him son of David. 
He's calling us, son of David, let it go. Just let it go. So that you can move forward like this and not like this. Unforgiveness give us a limp. It stagnate us. <laughs> it slow walk us down. My brother here got a boot on. I remember that boot. And sometimes carrying that boot, you carry like this, but when you get tired, you start swinging it. And it takes you out of alignment. Amen. God want to line us up back to the perfect will. But when he says that before thy mother's womb, he molded us into something. And he poured into us our destiny. And I think some of us are at a standstill. We can't move into our destiny because we got something behind us slowing us down. God say, forgive. Free them and free yourselves. And if that's you today, you don't have to say what, is, what it is. It's just that, you know, I, I'm, I'm wanting to be free. I'm wanting to be in the safety of God. I'm wanting to be rescued. Rescue me, Lord. It may not even be nobody else. You may need to be rescued from yourself. You may need to forgive yourself. It is what it is. And sometimes God will take those situations that we feel that's not God to better us. To rise us up. I always say he's the creator of the perfect storm. <laughs> of a perfect storm. If he created it. Because when you come out, you come out strength, revived, renewed. He can take the craziest situations and bring out the best in us. Bring out the best in you. So sometimes we need to be rescued from ourselves. It's not what they did. They are who they are. But it's me. I need to move forward. I'm the one serving you, Lord. I'm the one praying to you. Why can't I let it go? If that's you and you desire prayer, if that's you and you just want to come and just lay it at the altar and leave it and just say, teach me how to forgive. Show me, dear Lord, your ways. I want to be free. I want to be rescued. I want to be delivered. I want to come out of bondage. Release me. That's you, just come forward. If you're at a place and you're saying, but it's, it ain't me, it's them. I, I'm doing all I can. I'm not, I'm not bowing down no more. I'm not going to let them continue to do certain things to me no more. I'm not, if that's you and you said, but I'm getting tired. I'm weighing myself out. Just, just come forward.